Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Everybody, welcome to another episode of But Am I Wrong? No, watching. <gasps> and you're probably wondering, oh my gosh, hold your congratulations for the SAG strike ending. It has not, and we have said that we have w- won't be able to do this show until the writer strike has ended. Mm-hmm. But SAG strike, acting strike, has not. But this is a approved production. Yes, it's a non-struct production company so shout out a24 because they're a smaller production company and they can abide by all the rules or all the demands that everybody wants so why can't the bigger companies and they are constantly turning out hits Mm -hmm. like they're churning out movies that everybody's talking about are getting nominated for awards or at the very least are going like rapidly viral and becoming cult classics so thank you a24 hit me up i am so available it's embarrassing. I'll have to lie and say, like, I'm a little bit busy, but I'm not. But I do want to say they're great. That's all. You were so dramatic with that. I know. Without further ado, Melissa, should we tell the people what the movie we watched is? We saw Dicks, the musical, formerly titled Fucking Identical Twins. And when I tell you, if I had known that, I wonder when Mots. So before we went to the movie or Mots was asking me. I asked him, I was like, hey, do we have any like plans for Sunday? I don't remember if we do. If we do, I've got to go see this movie with Melissa. And he was like, what movie? And I was like, oh, Dick's musical. And he was like, oh, my, I just read an article on that. Like, I definitely want to eventually see that. Like the whole story of how it came to be is like so cool. And now he kept stressing about how he kept asking me if I had read much into it. And I wonder if that's because he knew that it used to be titled Fucking Identical Twins. Uh And he knows how much I am afraid of twins. I can't get into that with you. I will say, though, I appreciate the fact that they did not cast twins, let alone identical twins. Because they are the creators of said movie. Yeah. And And play. It's based on a play called Fucking Identical Twins. Mm -hmm. So if anyone is surprised that we saw this, is this the first time you've ever listened to it? Like, Dick's the Musical featuring Meg Thee Stallion say less I saw the only previews that I've seen were just the ones for Megan Thee Stallion Me too. and I was like she's literally dog walking men why would I not go see this my ass in the seat so fucking fast <laughs> I was early I was the first one there I was you like were. I am ready for this shit I got behind people that were turning left and I couldn't get over to get in slowed me down five minutes the los angeles struggle like it it, yes because (sighs) it's one of those that's only turned left on a sunday and not allowed any other day yep and it should be not allowed any other day no there are certain times of day where you go if i'm in this lane i'm slow i'm slowing down my 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 route by at least 15 minutes so uh we know that not everybody has obviously seen this we didn't do our normal posting ahead of being like hey like give us your hot takes and all that stuff so we are going to be sourcing um, hot takes from professional reviews, reviews. 
And yeah, so I guess, I mean, we if you're brand new here, I'm Megan. And I'm Melissa Diamond Montz. And this isn't sponsored by A24. But in the future, invite us. We would absolutely love that. Like, been a fan for a long time. So this is a play on our normal, but am I wrong? And we've only done a couple of these before. These ones we're not going to speak on, or I'm not going to speak on what they were. Mm Mm-hmm. But we only had a couple, and it is a similar format to our regular But Am I Wrong show. And would you like to kick us off? Sure. So our first segment is called But Am I Wrong? And that's when we pick something from the movie that either could be a hot take of our own liking or just a rant about the movie. And I like to rant about this movie. (gasps) Please do. This might be one of the greatest movies of all time. I have to say as someone who has not stopped thinking about it since we left the theater and all of us were silent when we left the theater yes. I've been like that was so weird and you're like that was so weird I said what the fuck was that yeah, we were like and, and I've been stewing on it and I've come to like I think precisely the same conclusion there are people everybody was cackling the whole movie the person that was sitting in the same role with us was tickled no, the I, whole time I wanted to look over and be like Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for this because you have a delightful little giggle. Yes. Yes. I have never been in a movie theater where everyone was just laughing from start to finish. To interject for one second, some of the reviews I've seen, there are people who are saying like the the movie is basically saying that this movie should only be watched with your close friends. Otherwise, you're performing it to a silent theater. I'm like, where were you seeing this film? Because when I tell you that I told Mots, I was like, the best part of this movie was that our entire theater was having the time of our lives. Yes. And that's what all of these reviews are being like, well, the theater's quiet, so it's always a little awkward. I'm like, no, you're seeing movies at the wrong place. You saw it at the wrong place. We saw it at the Grove, which we're not fans of. No. We talked about it in See You Next Tuesday. I, I think we did. Yeah. And while we were there, we were then trying to point out like, okay, which routes do you think now that we're here that Beyonce and Taylor Swift took? And it was funny to like walking around the Grove because I got there first. It was pre-teens and gays. And I was like, depending on the outfit and the amount of glitter, I could tell, were you going to go see Taylor Swift? Mm-hmm. Or are you one of the over 30 yeah. gay men seeing Dick's musical? Yes. I felt a sense of camaraderie. So we got there a little bit late. Not me. I just need to stress it for them because it's so rare. I literally was, as I was driving there, I was like, Megan's going to be late. So whatever. But you weren't. You were early. And I was I'm late. only ever early or late. Like, I'm, there, I'm not on time. Yeah, I was late, but traffic, whatever. No, I don't judge you. And so, and then we got snacks too, which is slow. We probably would have been there yeah. on time, but then we got snacks. And as we were walking in, people were just hee hee and ha ha And I was like, sometimes when you walk into a movie theater that early mm-hmm. and people are hee hee and ha ha that hard, you're like, I've missed all the funniest parts of the movie yes, already. you're all high as fuck. Yes. Yeah. But as soon as we sat down, delighted. They were singing uh, a song about being the same. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so fun. Like, the lines are just so funny. The twins were, <laughs> which they as we were walking in, they were discovering they were twins. Yep. Which is not a spoiler because literally was the name of the movie <laughs> unless you're me and you didn't look it up <laughs> and as it progressed and we got Megan Mullally mm-hmm. who has a whole song about her pussy falling off and then we later see said pussy 
But it was anatomically yeah, correct. It wasn't static. Like it was, it was moving. moving it and had it had eyes. <laughs> Not in your mouth. <laughs> well, Naturally. It, right. <laughs> but eyes were, it was a unique edition. And we also got a song about them telling you about, I hope that I'm as manly as our father. And it's very clear that these two men are flamboyantly I, gay. <laughs> I would, I would pick a different description. Yeah. <laughs> if I was going to say similar to you, manly would not be in my top 5,000 words. That is what they picked. Yep. And they are the writer creators. Yeah. And then we get there and we have Nathan Lane, who, incredible. I don't think this movie could have been better cast. No, I don't think so either. And as it was, as we were watching it, before Nathan Lane even appeared on screen, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, they took the theater production of the producers and was like, how can I make this gayer and more campy? <laughs> and then Nathan Lane appeared on screen and I went, and he was like, did you say gay or more campy than yes. the producers? I, I I answered. And then we meet the sewer boys. <laughs> who are, there's no way to describe these puppets. But Do you think the people who made them are the people who made something for another thing that we did? Yes. I thought so too. The most disgusting things you've ever seen. And then Nathan Lane does the most disgusting thing you've ever seen with the sewer boys. who are in, And I loved how... When they were in their cages, you could see that they had little uh, bands rest. on their on their their uh, ankles. And then later we get the joke of it's not even a joke. It's like the uh, CPS. The CPS had to tag. CPS them. gave them no. It wasn't CPS. It was animal control. Oh, animal control. Animal control had to tag them. CPS. I don't know why. I mean, they are his <laughs> children. Like children. And the whole thing of like he couldn't take care of his own twin sons because he had the sewer boys. And also, I should say that this is a play on a film with Lindsay Lohan. And Lindsay Lohan. And Lindsay Lohan. It's not shot for shot, but it is like, they make it, they make sure that you know. You know. That it is a, it is a play on that specifically. Yes, they literally walk out and say, we need to do this to our parents. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they have their little, instead of the picture where you like two together, it's like a, lock. a locket. It's like a, it's a necklace of being mm -hmm. like, my boys. <laughs> My two boys. My two boys. It's like, you thought that was toys? I don't know. <laughs> no W in toys. Okay. Oh, yeah. gosh. And everything paid off in this, too. And also, there was RIP to Sonia Eddy, who was on General Hospital for like 10 years, and she passed away earlier this year. And she was, when she popped up on screen, I had a little tear in my eye because she was like a gym. Who is she? She was one of the people that were standing outside of the apartment, like, singing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she was the woman with the locks. Uh -huh. Black woman with the locks. Yeah. When I saw her, I was like, oh. And we missed, she had, she sang earlier in it and we missed it, though. Oh, damn. We were, yeah. But I saw a bit of it in the okay. trailer. There's no way to, like, you can describe it as an R-rated Lindsay Lohan film where Lindsay and Lindsay were in it. But, like... It just goes off the rails. You don't know where this movie is going. When you think that we've come to a happy ending, the fuck happened after that? It was... I don't want to spoil too much. But I like, love the religious undertones yes, or overtones. Over, over, it was overtones. <laughs> Bo and Yang is God. Question, who the fuck is singing for Bo and Yang? Because there is no way that's Bo and Yang. If that is Bo and Yang snatch him up like there, there's no way like that was like beyonce level vocals you're correct let's see it was like let's jennifer see. hudson like 
I would be shocked if that is that is anyone other than a black woman in that voice. Can you imagine if Bowen Yang is just like out here, like the next pop diva? He's credited. No, you're fucking kidding. You're lying. No, he's credited. I'm sorry. Are Bowen Yang and Megan Stallion friends pre-existing from SNL? Because they did an SNL sketch and song together. And Incredible. it's like really just it's other people are in it, but it does look like they, they became friends. I love that because they clearly wrote this part for her. I do have a question about it. So my I had asked Moss, I was like, if he had written, read anything about it, because I don't know if they created they could have created like the whole character or it was like, oh, this character was this aspect of it to kind of be the setup for this thing. And then we gave the whole song but the chorus of her song i could see yeah. in like if you in a that, that would have been adjusted or she would have written yes, and changed I, all of it 100 percent. i think, think she definitely rap. changed the, yeah. i mean the rap there's no the, yes. this is that's all her but the chorus itself i could see in like being a full just sing sing songy song uh-huh. for it and then having the character still exist but the whole persona of all of it is her yes the play itself was only the two mm-hmm. people so mm-hmm. And I want to say also, her song, Phenomenal, Al- Alpha the Alpha, brilliant. No, it's like legitimately such, like, nominated. Yes. Like, it is, yes. like, it's like, it's a very well done song. Yes, it is. And the the message behind it, incredible. I love Walking Men. Yes. <laughs> like dogs. <laughs> but uh, the play, this is how you adapt a play, like a, mu- a musical that had two, that mm-hmm. was a two-person musical. Because... It's still relatively small. There's only six characters, essentially. Mm -hmm. And it still felt like it was still quick. Like, it was still very quick and well done. Even though, like, that last act, I was like, what the fuck is this? But it was still, like, the movie was still, it moved so Mm -hmm. fast. And uh, I would like to congratulate them on that because a lot of things don't adapt well. I saw a movie a few weeks ago that was adapted from a short and I was like they should have kept that a short didn't need to be so long no I understand that I do want to know and I have not been able to figure it out because I want to use it from a further point of mine what the budget for this was Mm -hmm. because when I tell you the amount of budget they give for movies where they never leave a high school and versus this and this looked expensive it did look very it looked very expensive and I want to know how expensive it was yeah also we just got random cameos too like Darcy Carden just sticks her head out the 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 door for point like she wasn't even on set for 10 minutes to no. film that no that she, was a one take I don't even think she went I don't even think she went to hair and makeup I think <laughs> yeah. she was like can I just have a quick little cameo like I'll come over lunch and you can yeah. just have run camera guy in a single light yeah. and they're like sure as long as it doesn't take any time <laughs> like it was like it was giving the energy of like they are just so in the comedy circle and friends with people that people just wanted to Come yeah. do that. Like Nick Offerman was like, my wife's here. Let me just be here. When I tell you, I was squinting at the screen going, is that Nick Offerman? I was like, he's he going to was... show up at some... I just knew he was... I was like, I know he's going to show up at some point. He has to be here. So my my greatest... One of my greatest flaws is... Uh, unless Megan Mullally is in her civilian... Out, I That woman transforms for she every does, role she that she's in. For so like, I, I, I cannot... She'll start singing. And then when she started singing and it was like when she gets to her higher register, it's not is like in the character voice. Uh And I was like, hold up. 
I know, and I'm looking at her. You going, didn't recognize I, her immediately, no, Melissa. I know who she is, but I when she's in any role, she fully transforms. And I go, I know who the, who is this? And then I saw him, and then I was like, and then I was like, okay, then it's definitely her, and then it's definitely him. So at the end of the movie, you were like, that yeah, was, so definitely- was my fully comfort, my oh full my confirmation. Gosh. Because I was like, I couldn't. T- she transforms, like she like she the way does. she like speaks and like how she moves her whole face, like it changes for every role that she plays. Yes, this voice was closer to the voice that she's well known for. Oh, well, I probably should have. I, I bet I now at this point, if I yeah. backlogged, I could put it together. Because yeah, her real, I don't, have you heard her real voice? It's so much lower. Yeah, only in like, in like interviews and stuff. I remember when she, after the first run of the show that she's most famous for ended, she had a talk show and people didn't like it because they didn't know that was like what her real voice was. And they're like, this isn't, we're not getting who we thought we were getting. But yeah, those are my thoughts I was like this this I I've never I've been I've never sat in a movie that I was just cackling and Mm -hmm. now I'm like best comedy for this year is gonna be this and the other one that we can't talk about but y'all know what I'm talking about yeah this is like I don't have like many like hot hot takes but I do think all movies should have bloopers at the end Mm -hmm. like I, I I will get in deep dives of like TV shows and movies on YouTube and like looking up all of the bloopers from like every single season. Like I, it's so funny. It's so fun. And for this specifically, because simultaneously as you're watching this, the through line through your head is like, how did this get made? But then also how the hell are they, not only how are they doing this and showing this to a theater, but like how are they getting through these scenes that are so yes. fucking funny? And you like sometimes you, like want to see if like someone's like breaking and smiling, but it's it's so quick that I loved seeing them laugh at how ridiculous it was. Yes. And even during the actual film, not just the bloopers, you can tell when they were genuinely laughing mm-hmm. at what was going on. I love that. There's like a part where one of the, like they literally break because like and they include like like him laughing because Megan Melinda just like made some weird funny sound uh-huh. and it was like but whatever my character is gonna laugh at this too yes and so I think that the like I could sum up the movie if they gave Jimmy Private School Girl a feature film like it is like niche YouTube it's like a YouTube video prolonged on a massive format with like but big budget and it's kind of it's one of those things that you show your friends the youtube video and you're, you're like oh my god this is the funniest thing ever and they're like what the fuck is this yes but then it stays in the back of their head like it's so ridiculous in the best way possible like it does not let up and i would like to watch it again with captions because you're going you there is not one straight man that they figured it like in the film. Like Nick Offerman. There's, there's a, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently he, he hates having sex with his wife. Um, so like, who knows? But like, there is not one person who is like the voice of reason or like no. the person who's bouncing off it. Like it's, it is chaos on camera yes. in the funniest way possible. And it's like, you get whip, it's like comedy whiplash where you're laughing at this, what this other person's saying, what this person's saying. And you know that they know it's funny. And one of the, like, some critiques that people have is they don't like that thing. Like, they don't like when the people that they're watching on screen know that what they're doing is funny. And it's the same people who have, a lot of them have an issue with SNL. Because it's like, well, no, they're not. And I was like, no, no. There is something and like, maybe it's a cilantro gene. You either have it or you don't. Where it's like, I get such fucking joy from watching something funny where the people who are in it know that it's funny uh-huh. and they're trying so hard to hold it together. Like that makes me laugh even harder. Mm-hmm. It's like it's the infectious laughter that you also get in the theater, like Melissa said, with the, everybody who is 
like cackling. cackling. Like you just would see heads shaking yes. and like people would like lean over and like hold their, there was a person in front of us, like their head was like almost between their knees at one point. And then they came back up and they're like, <gasps> like gasping. <laughs> and I was like, I love this. Maybe you can't see this in like, I don't know, some in, Straitsville, USA. Yeah, like, Straitsville, USA. You can't. Yeah, maybe these are all the fucking like reviewers yeah. saw it. And then the ones in LA, they were like, mm, greatest film ever. Yeah, Straitsville, USA in the Bible Belt. Absolutely not. No, I that theater, quiet. But what's that Bella Hadid quote? If homeboys, if homeboy com- comes up rolling with these, it's quiet. But if he comes wearing with these, he can get he it. He can get it. He can get it. My only like small critique of it well, I have two small critiques. And one is that I just need to watch it with captions because specifically, I was going to say Megan, but then there's multiple Megans in the movie. And I'm a Megan. Megan Mullally's voice choice that she did for some of the singing, it goes so fast that I want to watch it with captions so I can hear all of the jokes because then she would repeat some of them later on. And I was like, oh my God, that's what you said. That's so fucking funny. I don't think that's the fault of the movie at all. That's like the point of it that you want to rewatch it. The other is that I just needed another Meg The Stallion song. Yeah, I agree. I thought we thought that we had missed one. Mm-hmm. But as I was looking at the music from it, we hadn't. So that was the only that was the thing. I don't think when they wrote this that they were like, I thought I think that they were like, we'll get somebody cool. But I don't think they knew like they would have Megan. I mean, that's what all the all the most of the trailers. It's, it's her. just her. Who else is? I didn't even know Nathan Lane was in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't know Nathan Lane or Megan Mullally or even the people that Bowen wrote Yang. it. Yeah, no, I knew Bowen was in it, but Bowen I didn't and- know that the people that wrote it. I they're not in one trailer I watched beforehand, and I don't. I traditionally just don't watch trailers at all. But I just saw, and I didn't watch the full trailer, but I just saw the clips that mm-hmm. they had of Megan Thee Stallion. Like that's all that they were pushing on TikTok. Well, I also think that they didn't realize like how game and how chill and cool she was going to yes. be. Because I think probably after, I think she was on set for a day. Mm-hmm. And then she did her scenes, her speaking lines. That was a day. And then she did the music and that was a day. Uh-huh. And I think that they were probably like, fuck. Like, she's so into this. She's so game. She's having such a good time. Like, we should have written yeah. more. Like, I think she would have done, like, she would have really enjoyed this and like wanted to do more. So I think that that's probably the reason, like, we didn't have mm-hmm. a second song. But I would have loved... I would have loved a second song because I do think that one of the parents' songs, they're they're very similar in like the production of them. That if there was like a, I don't know, if you, Meg Stallion could come back or she was yeah. something there. So it could have been like we could have gotten like another song more similar yeah. to hers. Yeah, I would have liked to see her like in the closing. Yeah. Which we didn't get. We After her song, we were done with her. I want to know who choreographed. Yeah. It was as if there was a collaboration between like a musical theater dance instructor and her choreographer because like they gave nods to it was an ass centered dance. Yes. Without specifically twerking. Maybe they used the same choreographer for bongos. Should we take a break? Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. 
a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like... You know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards 
And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, wait, this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. <laughs> back and it's time to get into our next segment which is but are they no but are you wrong and this is where we are going to use this time to give our critiques on other people's critiques <laughs> of this film all right so kimber meyer said it's possibly the most deranged movie of the last decade which i mean as both a compliment and a warning <laughs> i think that is a, a really good way to describe yes, this. Yes, I don't, there's no other way to describe this movie, truly. No, that's that's quite accurate. Uh-huh. From Stephanie Zakarik of Time.com. Oh, I've got this one pulled too. I pulled a specific quote. Megan Mullally is working way too hard. No, it just said Megan Mullally, parentheses, working way too hard. To that I say, it seems like nobody wants to work these days. Get your ass up and work. What do you mean we're going to scold someone for work? Do you know what she put in that entire performance? Her whole vagina. She put her whole pussy. She put pussy. her whole pussy in it, literally, to the point where it fell off. Yes. And, and, like, then, and, and then the pussy saved the day, too. And I'm just like, you... So what I'm here... What I'm gathering from this, Stephanie, is you are threatened by a girl boss mm -hmm. who has girl bossed so hard, she has given her her body to the craft. And I, I, I just have to wholeheartedly disagree because I think if the performance was any... If the performance was small, it would not work in the mood. Like, you, all of the performances are so fucking big. 
But specifically, her house, like her apartment, most beautiful set deck thing I've seen in my entire... Gorgeous. hers and his. I love both of them. But like the shot with her, like when she's like in the center and the fireplace is behind, the whole thing, I was like, if she played this any less kooky, it would be like, whose home did you rob? Right. Like, this is the most eclectic, eccentric place. So, of course, the person who lives there is going to be that as well. Yes. And I saw an interview where she said she took a lot of the things from I there because I stolen so much. I was like, yeah, of course that makes sense. And then also Nick Offerman is famously a wood a wood whittler. Uh-huh. So they've got. Have you seen their home? I haven't. Oh my god! When I tell, it's one of my. I it. I think it is my number one house on all of the Celebrity Architectural Digest okay. home tours. Vanessa Hudgens is also there as well, but mostly the exterior. Their home is like I. Wouldn't change a thing. Like, it's stunning. Yeah. uh, That same person also said, I pulled a quote from them, too. The musical confuses making comedy with inflicting it on an audience. What? I take offense to that because I didn't feel afflicted. No, not at all. I felt uh, bestowed. I felt like it was such an honor to be there. I felt thankful. I felt grateful. Mm -hmm. I felt happy to be alive. And I felt... I felt like this was personal. Like this is a com- like this is like a, a a joke movie that me and Kyle would make after we got like way too fucking high. Yes. And I love to see people succeeding. Yes, because literally while we were sitting in there I, and I didn't know it like existed as an actual musical before. I was like, how the fuck did this get made? Mm-hmm. It's like it had to be some type of existing something before because there's no way that anybody turns in the script and is like Yes, we're gonna make this film. <laughs> I swear, I'm. I would be so shocked if they went to anyone besides A24. They were like, "You have to make this because if you don't make this, nobody's gonna fucking make it this." It was at <laughs> another big one that you know, the and, House of. No, no, it was at the other one, and then I got and acquired then, by yes. the family friendly big, uh-huh. big, big, big one, uh-huh. and then With it the was ears. like, "Oh, so sorry, we actually cannot make this anymore yes. because of our uh, big boss." Uh huh. McMow. <laughs> McMow. Yeah. And so then A24 got it. And I'm glad because I it would have got nerfed so much somewhere else. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I feel they were they were given they were given a check and mm-hmm. then they said, come back when you're done. Yes. And I was like, I love that. I <laughs> I love trusting creatives. That's so amazing. So this is another one from oh no, this one is also from Time. So they're critiquing, basically saying there's something else. Dix is clearly engineered to become an instant cult classic, but a movie becomes a cult classic when audiences find their own way to it, delighting in what they see as a private personal discovery. That is not true. No. That is like fundamentally not what a cult classic is. Like when another movie, and this movie, there's no way it was a studio movie, so I can room. Oh, yeah. So that was one that like, as soon as that was in theaters, people were, like cackling in the theater being like what the like what the hell is it it was from the moment of conception but i just think that like the idea that to i think it is overarchingly critiquing this film made me like it even more mm-hmm. and made me respect it even more because the 
big critique of this is that like, what is this? This isn't a movie. And to that, I say, what is a movie? But this is a movie. But like in the sense of like, they're like, well, there's no pauses. There's no breaks. There's no like we understand. Like it's basically being like, here, I understand. I I know what I'm supposed. I know what it's supposed to make me feel. But like, I just eh. and I'm like, we need more movies that are absolutely ridiculous because not only does it inspire people to make things that are also like absolutely ridiculous, but it makes people more creative in general because uh-huh. you're like, oh shit, there are no bounds. There are no limits. But when you have the same formulaic bullshit over and over and over again, the idea of critiquing this as someone who critiques like creative work, if I was, I would be like, I, I can't shit on this because it's impressive it even got made. Yes. Like it's, you just have a good time watching it. So like, these people just don't know how to have a good time. No, I, I, I they want to be in a movie where they're sitting and thinking and like having other emotions that aren't just like fun emotions. There wasn't something that like the dark night of the soul where it's like the lowest point where like you just like the characters have to lose everything mm-hmm. and that there's no point in, in this film where they lose everything. Yeah, it's a big thing they talk about is like the the doesn't pay off and nothing's earned and to that I also say like I don't need to earn the laughs if something is funny like I don't need to have like the straight 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 and then one joke for it to be earning the joke like if you can be that funny be that funny but there is there is payoff though like I I, the payoff though isn't verbalized because everything that the last act is leading up to is in the subtext and it's also on the writing in the screen, like the movie theater that they yeah. walk out of at and the beginning. And you're like, how did I not know that this is exactly where this it would end exactly up? This is exactly where it would end up. It's it's there, but I just feel like they weren't looking for it. No, and like the the whole aspect of, or I think like earning humor or earning beats and pacing in something that like, there is a walk, there is a jog, and there is a run, and there's a sprint. This uh-huh. movie is a sprint. That doesn't mean that there is no pacing, but yes. it's like it is very different mm-hmm. and not a bad way. And this one, this one thing that Time said really, really, really pissed me off. It's begging to be praised as bodaciously, gloriously queer. And it is that, but it doesn't make it a great work of unhinged humor. Dix is so in love with itself and its own overworked, kooky world that it treats the audience like an outsider in a threesome. Sometimes the self is the least interesting part of self-expression. Oh my god! I didn't feel that at all. Not first of all. I just go. I'm. I literally like. Oh, I'm so sorry. You felt like a third wheel. So that wasn't a threesome. That yeah. was a, that was an orgy. And I guess you just stood there. Yes. Because I was involved in all of the jokes. Yes. I was laughing. I was not left out at all. Like it does not give you it, your the audience's point of view in the camera is not like you are observing and watching this thing happen. Like you are a part of the absurdity mm-hmm. in the exact same way. Like they're never making fun of you as the audience or like like talking down to you for not getting it. Like. I felt the exa- I felt like I was in in the middle of an inside joke that I didn't know that I already knew. Yep. Made me upset. NPR said, while Dixon Musical is a lot of dumb fun and the songs mostly work, the film is locked in a struggle with itself. That's the inevitable result of its origins as a theatrical review. I don't get that. It's saying that it's leaning too much on being a musical that it gets lost in itself. And I'm like, that's exactly what this is. musical? Right. (laughs) And I don't think it, like, yes, there is a lot of dumb fun, but it's done in us. It's smart dumb. And as someone who identifies as smart dumb, we need more movies for people like me. Mm -hmm. The last one I will say is from The Guardian. And I feel, I didn't, this whole review, you know, people have good things and bad things to say. They gave this a three star. 
they did use the word grotesque a lot, but this line made me feel great. You do need to have an enduring love for, at least the very least, an appreciation for the distinct tonalities of musical theater, the petri dish that incubated this special little mutant abomination. I loved that. Me too. A mutant abomination. Petri, like, yes. Yes. This is this is what this was made in a lab mm-hmm. and like in the funniest and best way possible. And the musical theater aspect of it, it would not have been nearly as funny without the music. And no. also everybody is phenomenal. Like mm-hmm. the, the it is Broadway level. Like we are not getting the A-list actors who can carry a tune who are then singing and then we're calling it a musical and they're talk singing the whole. It's not that it is not a movie where. John Legend has to be like, I'm a supporting role and I have Grammys uh-huh. and you two here are carrying this. It, it, it is like to its core, professionally trained vocalists mm-hmm. doing. So like, it's a great movie musical. Yes. And I think a lot of people have issue with movie musicals that are like, you have one camp of people who are musical theater people who are like, oh, give me all of it. Like do it all. It has to be just as big as it would be on stage. And I want the same actors. But then you have Hollywood people who are like, this doesn't translate to a film. Like you have to make this smaller and like more compact in a way that is digestible on like a screen and not in real life. And I like when they lean into the absurdity of a musical musical. Me too. Me too. And Nathan Lane and Megan Mullally have worked together several times in the past too. And that just like translates. I think they cast Nathan Lane first. And then he got her to come on. And like people were like, how did you sign up for this? And he was like, it was sent to me. And I was like, like, this isn't for me. And then he met with the director and then met with the two guys. And like their little dinner meeting turned into a four hour of them just like hanging out. And he was like, I have to do this. I love that. And I think that there is another television show that is on right now that has like a musical component of it. And I just think that it's a very different, it is much more like film musical and it is in a way that is not as over the top and campy. And we can have all of it. We can but have like, all of it. Don't make Dick's a musical. To, to Don't have them try to be anything but other than Dick's a musical. I will say it is incredibly smart for every writer I've seen that I have not seen one person touch Meg Thee Stallion's performance. No. <laughs> not, not touch. Not one. Like some people have fully have ignored other people have given like slight nods, but despite all of the critiques that they have, I love that we can at least come forward here to be like, no one's no one's going to get up here and say that it wasn't phenomenal. Yes. The last one I'll read is from Patrick McDonald from WBGRFM 93.7 FM Monroe, Wisconsin. Love it. Artistically perverse and anarch- <laughs> anarchist blasphemy and just damn funny sharp and jackson are comedy savants and at this point in my life i just don't care if it offends or makes folks mad i just need this type of art to survive and you do too and then it just ends with the stallion exclamation mark thank you wisconsin yes sconies love Misconis. <laughs> i guess we also missed that the opening title card which proclaims the th- proclaims bravely written by two homosexuals. (laughs) I was like, wow, that is, I mean, because there is a whole critique of like a very valid thing that very rarely are historically like gay characters written by gay people. And so this is just, it's so fucking funny. Yeah. And anytime I see a negative review, I'm like, 
I love it even more. And now I just think that it's homophobic. Yes, because it was just like they just didn't get it. It wasn't for them. So and to that, I would just be embarrassed. and I would just pretend you got it or like don't pass off the review to someone else. Yes. That's my problem with a lot of reviews is that a lot of times people are reviewing it when the film, they're not the audience for the film. And the, like, the opening line will be like, I'm a 47-year-old man from Illinois, and this movie is for 14-year-olds. Therefore, I fucking hated it. Yes. I'm like, okay, so why are, you, why are you... I think we both agree that you're lost. Yes. How about we pack it up and go? Mm-hmm. Pisses me off. And that's why movies that are not... I mean, I think the factually, the overwhelming breakdown of movie critics are men. Yes. So, therefore, they're like, nah, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I hated it. And not just men, white men. Yeah. To be specific. And this movie also, like, takes aim at this, too. Oh, yeah. And it's, yeah, it, it's 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 so funny. And I, you can also tell that they're, the two, guys, like, creators, they're so loved because, like, people are, like, the work and the production of it, like, how well everything is done it's like, oh, you definitely have a lot of people in the industry who you're friends with who like fucking love you mm-hmm. and are giving you, and I'm sure the movie had a, like a good budget, but like they're giving you the kind of treatment that this, it felt like everybody who worked on it, this was their passion project. Yes. Which is like what you want uh-huh. when you are making something that is outlandish like that. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And the more I talk about it, the more I love it. All right. Well, we're going to take uh, another break. And when we get back, we'll get to, but are they wrong? <laughs> Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. back and it is time for but are they wrong where we um nominate the worst part of what we're talking about and in this case it is dicks the musical what is your worst of the worst of the film or worst of the release worst of the x y and z trevor which one's trevor the one with the long hair and it doesn't matter who is wearing the wig or not whoever's being trevor at that moment is the worst and I, the whole thing is like they're the exactly the same. <laughs> as, but like there's just something about Trevor. And I don't care which one of them was being Trevor at the moment. I was just like, I don't like Trevor. And I don't have anything concrete about it. <laughs> Trevor Trevor has bad vibes. Like, Trevor just had bad vibes. I got better vibes from Craig. They weren't great vibes, but I got better vibes from Craig. But just Trevor was just not the greatest. Well, that's because, first and foremost, his name is Trevor. And <laughs> Trevor is a name that you give to a child that you hate. And you're like, you're good. This is your, de- you have a destiny of Trevor. Mm-hmm. Trevor is, no offense to anyone who is named Trevor, um, but solidarity for those of us who have dated Trevors. That, it is, that is the name of a toad. Like, Trevor is a toad. <laughs> Trevor is a toad. This is not directed towards, I actually dated multiple Trevors. Have you? I've I haven't have. dated one Trevor. Consider yourself blessed and lucky, and you should keep it that way. I've dated multiple michaels oh my god that's horrible i know michael michael is horrible and And sadly michael is more b jordan Jordan. well because that's his name is michael jordan like Mm -hmm. that's not just he's not just michael yeah but that's a far more common name so like you got to dodge michaels yeah left right people talk about j names trevor's is the real sneaky (laughs) one you can't tell me there's a 40 year old man named trevor who's like i am completely responsible my life is together and i'm nice to women (laughs) like no it doesn't happen I can't think of one. There you go. So I, again, nothing very concrete about it. But Trevor, I don't know. You don't trust him. I don't trust him. 
No, that's fair. I have the exact opposite feeling. Like, I trust Trevor far more than Craig. Because Trevor, I'm like, a weird I can see. Craig, I don't, I don't know what's going on behind there. I don't know what's going on behind those eyes. Um, my worst of the movie is twins. I already knew that <laughs> that's worse than incest. <laughs> no, because here's the thing. Part of my issue with twins is I thought we were, at least in um, the experience that we have in regarding conversations and calls about twins on our various other podcasts, uh, same-sex twins have been safe. Same-sex twins, they've been, you know, weird and annoying and, you know, creepy twin-like, but we've only ever dealt with incestual twin calls in the uh, examples of opposite-sex twins. And now, same-sex twins, you lost it again. Now, now you got nothing holding on to because this was, it felt like I had been missing the, there's like flashing lights of this is going to end up in twin-cest. And then it, I just walked straight into it. And I was like, how did I not see this It was on literally the movie theater they walked out of. They went, I don't, again, not spoiling. The, I just want people to look out. The movie theater they walk out on, look at the title of what they went to go see. Look at whenever they're standing in front of movie posters, what they're, what it says on the posters. It's everywhere. Like it is screaming so loud. But when it happened, it I still felt like I got spit in the face. I... This is a good callback. Uh-huh. I, like, I, the thought that went through my head before they start, like, literally making out, I go, okay, well, they need to really dial down the sexual tension aspect unless they're going to do it. And then I was like, I felt like I willed it into existence. I was like, oh, God, they're doing it. I do need to know about the stunt doubles. <laughs> the casting of stunt doubles for some specific, one specific stunt. <laughs> Which also their parents did, too. But on a wheelchair. Yeah, so that you've got you've got some leeway. Uh-huh. But with this, you not only have to cast people who are the like a relatively same height to whoever, but you also then have to like I'm wondering, is was something prosthetic in the sense that just that is a lot of weight to carry and it is a precarious position to be in. And I'm not even talking about genitalia. I'm talking about your head is very close to the ground. Yeah. And you're trusting someone to carry you and hold like that seems like a pretty high insurance risk and liability. So I would like to know. And as someone who is a big proponent of vast majority of nudity in films should be for the sake of comedy. I would like to say that this proved that comedy can be that nudity can be for sexual comedy. (laughs) You can make sex funny. Yes. With nudity. Yes. I was like. I think all of us just had our like hands over our mouth. Like we were all yes. the entire I, theater was just like I kept going, ah, uh, like, I'm looking ah, away. Yes. But I'm like, I wanna look, but I can't look at ugh. Yeah, my other my other like honorable mention is whoever was I'm thinking this was their entire job because I can't I cannot begin to believe that someone had to do other work and this on top of it. But whoever the person was dedicated to making the prosthetic vagina. I want to give them an EGOT and then want to send them to jail. I saw, because there's two different versions of it. There was one that she's actually holding. Uh-huh. I saw like that and uh-huh. then the CGI version uh-huh. of it. Both of them. The, the the one that she's actually holding that we got a glimpse of it in the uh, blooper. In the blooper. Because I'm telling RB's you right meet. now, 
I'm picturing them. It's Arby's meat. With those fucking <laughs> jeweler inspecting glasses that like come out and they've got a light on, like they're interrogating and they're in their, they're in their apartment with like long food styling tweezers and they're making this whole thing face inches away from the flaps. And I'm just like, you deserve the world. And also, how dare you? Right. How dare you? Mm-hmm. I, Speechless. Speech. I hope the person who made that enjoys vaginas. Because if you didn't enjoy vaginas, whether from being an owner of a vagina or appreciating them, just not sexually for their beauty um, or enjoying them sexually, I feel like it was made with love. Yes. It, yes, it was made with it love. It was made with so much love. Mm-hmm. I wasn't offended by it at all. No. It looked happy. But I was, but I was offended by the concept of it in the sense that I will never not think, I will close my eyes for the rest of my fucking life and I will think about it. And I like how, like, when she's giving her initial song talking about it. Yeah, it just feels like a throwaway. Yeah, it was like, ha ha, yeah, her (laughs) vagina came off. The story of how it happened. It did. Like, that's the best part is it plants these little seeds that you think are throwaway uh-huh. jokes. And then suddenly they're like, oh, my God, these are here. And like, I almost nominated the sewer boys because I was like, no one should like the fact that I ha- I should be paid money for having to look at that <laughs> for so long. Like the, in the trailer, I was like, I hope to God, this is just a small little bit. And they go, nope, they're here the whole goddamn fucking time. And I was like, oh, my God, terrifying. But like at the same time, <laughs> they're like, gay culture. <laughs> I'm like, obs- I'm like success. Like you have successfully made this abomination and these like disgusting little creatures that I have to stare at that will haunt me for the rest of my life. Like this will stick with me in a way that no historical movie has ever stuck with me in a way that no documentary has ever stuck with me. Like th- I will be on my deathbed talking about the sewer boys and the vagina. Oh gosh. And this the vagina saved the sewer boys. And camaraderie. <laughs> camaraderie there. It's it it is it, it's so ridiculous. Like everyone has to see it. Yes. Like if I was a film professor, I would make people watch this because for the overarching like lesson of being like, you can make anything. It can be so wild, so crazy, like nothing you've like ever seen before. It doesn't have to do the form, like the traditional formula of a movie, even if it's a movie making fun of a movie. Uh huh. I it, hats off. Tits hats off. off pussies Vagina, off. Yeah, pussies off. Velcro that shit right off. But you can put it back on and have sex in a restaurant. I know. I wondered how that was adhered. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I also wonder because during her initial song talk when she was talking about it not being there, she did spread eagle. So what was he looking at? Just bare skin? I'm thinking like a Mattel buy it at Toys R Us Barbie. I'm thinking cold, shiny, hard plastic. Mm -hmm. It's so fucking funny. Like nothing will have prepared you for it. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. Us talking about it won't prepare you. No. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, this is a so totally irrelevant takeaway. I think that these are the tallest male leads who have ever been in a movie. Ever. I agree. I thought that too. <laughs> also, the one other thing is they sang everything live. It wasn't pre-tape. I, when they did the blooper, I was like, holy yes. shit. Wait, I need to know about Bowen Yang. I am like, I'm I I have to I'm gonna deep dive this because you did you 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 noticed when yes. he I was like, he has the voice of an angel. Uh, God. God himself. Impressive. Mm -hmm. Wildly, wildly, wildly impressive. And I love recognizing where they shoot things. I go, I've been there. (laughs) That little dance break right there. So fun. Well, I loved it. 
Me too. And I hope everyone goes to see it. I know that there's been some people, especially in our Patreon group, who've like asked us questions about supporting the strike and like going to see movies in theaters. And if that is like not supporting, if you're not a member of the union, you don't need to worry about, unless you're trying to get into the union, worry about like talking about. Yeah. Like you can suggest to friends to go see movies. You can go go see movies in general and specifically movies like this and A24 movies that have abided by and accepted all of the SAG and even prior to this, the writer's Mm -hmm. requirements for that, support it to show the bigger studios that it is especially seeing movies in theaters. theaters, yeah, because theaters are dying and we need to save them. We need to bring them back because the biggest issue that is still um, a part of SAG is one of the biggest issues is still streaming Mm -hmm. aspects. So you are supporting something far more when you see it in theaters and Uh it proves that we should still be making things that go to theaters. Yes. So loved it. Hats off, pussies off. Mm. Chef's kiss. All right. Toodaloo. We'll circle. We'll circle back. Back. Bye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.